This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. I saw Pat Riley here moments ago and... Years and years ago, Jimmy, when I had just started at TNT, which is about 30-something years ago, I interviewed Pat, and he said, in basketball, there are two things. There's winning, and there's misery. And you've experienced both now in 48 hours. How did you come back from Game 6? Uh, we, we stayed together as a group, as a team. We talked about going to get a tough one on the road. We did just that, um, but we're not satisfied. We're excited. We're happy, but we got four more to get. God, did you guys see, so after the Ernie Johnson interview, and he was holding his Eastern Conference Finals MVP trophy, Bam Adebayo was holding the Eastern Conference Champions trophy. Mm-hmm. And so Jimmy thanks Ernie for the time, takes a step back, and then Bam offers him the Conference Championship trophy. Jimmy shook him off. Oh, he doesn't want any part of that. Isn't that what they do in hockey? They don't well, yeah. The the old thing is not to touch it, that which um, the Vegas Knights didn't touch the Western Conference. Um, the Florida Panthers did. It's just a weird because the Florida Panthers weird, are like, let's face it, guys, probably not going to come back. Uh, here. No, no, guys, guys <laughs> now aren't you know that that whole thing of if I touch the trophy, I'll never be because the the big thing in in hockey is to never touch the Stanley Cup until you win it. Yeah. So you and don't Jimmy touch Butler, it until you win it. Jimmy's the and same so, yeah. way with the LOB. I'm not touching any of these trophies no, until, I I, the until I get the, the LOB in my hand. <laughs> the LOB is one of my favorite terms. <laughs> so, all right, it's a pecking order Tuesday here, Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. I'm going to hit you guys with credit to Peter King for the inspiration here. He used to do, or maybe still does, the 10 things I think I think about the NFL this week. These are five things I think I think about the Timberwolves after now watching three full rounds of the NBA playoffs. All right, mm-hmm. in no particular order, and uh, we're going to do this in a snappy period of time because we got to send Judd to Vikings OTAs. So I'll throw these at you, Judd. You can uh, you can be packing as you answer questions if you'd like to. Here, I'll be but shutting this down. Okay. These five things I think I think starting with this one. I think we need a more well-defined Wolves culture moving forward. <laughs> yeah. so we have Heat culture, right? And. Uh, Heat culture, as defined by Udonis Haslam, the OG of heat culture, in an interview with GQ a couple years ago, he says, heat culture is discipline, accountability, work ethic, enjoying somebody else's success, face-to-face conversations. There's no muttering to your feet or anything. We have conversations like men, and we address things, right? So uh, we've gone in the last 20 years 
Kevin Garnett and Jimmy Butler both fit that heat culture mentality, right? I mean, Kevin Garnett was loading up the clips, a couple <laughs> yep. joints with silencers. Like, I know that that was controversial. The pumps, right? Ready for war. The pumps, the whatever, whatever else he said, grenades. Yeah. And he definitely got chastised for that. But that was the mentality 20 years ago. Wolves culture was, we're going to war, led by Kevin Garnett, Sam Cassell, yeah. big balls dance, and we're going to stick it to you. Game seven. We're, then we're going to go without Sam Cassell and go six games with the Lakers, Dynasty Lakers, right? And now, 20 years later, we're celebrating Tuesday night wins over the Hawks like it's straight out of a movie, according to the current leader of the Timberwolves. And so it just feels so soft compared to where it was 20 years ago compared to the Heat. Last night in Boston, the Heat barely celebrated, man. Like, they're the second eight seed in NBA history to get to the finals, the Knicks in 1999. They barely said Jimmy wouldn't touch the trophy because this is great, but this isn't our expectation as a franchise. Ours is to get to the NBA finals and win it. And I just I just love how hard and tough the Heat are from an NBA perspective. And I just think we need to, whether you're a player, whether you're in the front office, whether you're a coach, uh, Mark Laurie, Alex Rodriguez, what can you borrow from Heat culture and change this thing going forward for the Timberwolves? So I, I think there's, when you mention culture, I think there's a, another very important C word as well, which is oh, culture careful. needs to be Uh-oh. cultivated. Okay. Culture needs to be cultivated. And look at what, what the Heat have, have done. And the foundation was laid by, by Pat. I mean, R- Riley is a tremendous, and is not breaking news, a tremendous winner and has been for a long time. But he cultivates Spolstra. And, like, you look at how it's all sort of come to, together. And now the, the nice thing is you could put Jimmy Butler in it, and it works. Like, you tried here, and it blew up. Philadelphia tried. It blew up. So I think that I think it's also, a you know, culture is not defined or it's not, it's not built in a day. It's built over time, and it's built through having a really a set of rules by how you're – franchise lives and if somebody can't do that they're probably just gone yes but i mean and you also look at how smart you know speaking of culture how smart are the heat how many roster moves do they make that are just incredibly smart who who's the guy who, who was a star this entire series undrafted caleb, caleb martin caleb martin um the hornets you, i think released him like two years they did. ago yeah. They did, and but you look at what that kid's done. He is not drafted, but yet they identified him. And so, yes, it goes it goes deeper than just saying mentality, though. I think it's a lifestyle by which you live, but it's built over time. And like the wolves have been the, the king of the quick fixes, right? Well, now now we got it fixed. Now we got it fixed. And, we think funny we and of course they don't. The first quick fix was actually, at least in this latest string, was Jimmy Buller, ironically. Because yep. they actually had, I mean, Flip passes away tragically, and they they abort the long game of yep. Levine and Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, and who knows how that would have played out, because I don't think any of those guys were really, even with the right culture, maybe maybe it was just a different circumstance. I don't know that any of those three are the best player on a team that goes deep. But this actually brings us into, it's a perfect segue into the second thing I think I think. All right? So we talk about how Jimmy Butler sabotaged what they had going with the Timberwolves five years ago. But my second thing, I think, is I actually think it's fascinating in retrospect how the Wolves sabotaged the relationship with Jimmy Butler on their end. 
Think about what the Heat provide Jimmy that the Wolves couldn't. Starting with, you mentioned Caleb Martin. Gabe Vincent's another undrafted rotation player that hits big shots. There's like four guys in their rotation undrafted. Tough-minded young players that keep pushing forward, that don't whine and complain and curl up in the fetal position on the court because the referees aren't calling things in your way, right? You know, they've, I mean, the, the Heat have, through their 20 years of Heat culture and through just good roster decisions, they bring in, it's not just any young player. They don't just bring in talent. They bring in tough-minded people that fit their ethos. Mm-hmm. And the Wolves five years ago had meek Andrew Wiggins and weak-minded Carl Anthony Towns. They just, it's funny because the Wolves had more young talent, like better supreme young talent five years ago, but Jimmy Butler proved a point by grabbing the third string guys in a practice, right? The infamous story and saying, it doesn't really matter how talented you are. If you don't play the right way, if you aren't tough, if you can't stand up to your opponent, leadership, the heat leadership includes Pat Riley to Eric Spolstra. It's this fully aligned Hall of Fame caliber uh, coach and Eric Spolstra. Pat Riley, I think, is already in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Five years ago, Wolves' leadership was Glenn Taylor down to Tom Thibodeau with too much power. Tom Thibodeau running the whole thing is a bad idea. Uh, and then, like, from a, just from a structural standpoint, the Heat had enough money to give Jimmy what he wanted. The Wolves kind of dinked around by giving big contracts the years prior to Jeff Teague, Taj Gibson, and then right. made Andrew Wiggins look Glenn in the eye. And by the time it, it came for Jimmy Butler's turn, they actually weren't legally within the rules of the CBA able to give him the big contract that other teams could if he just waited out. And he said, well, this is a dumpster fire, so I'm going to... And I don't love the way he forced his way out, but the Heat could provide things right. that the Wolves couldn't even dream of five years ago. And I think that's why it's so difficult for the Wolves to go, start this Wolves culture, because with the Heat culture, that's O'Reilly, that's a, that's Eric Spolstra. That are, those are two legendary figureheads there that kind of keep the waters calm. And even when Jimmy Butler looks at his head coach last year and says, do you want to fight me? Or Spolstra says that to Jimmy, I should say. There's cantankerousness there, but there's a buy-in. Like the, the Heat, when, and people ripped them for it when they paid Jimmy, like, are they going to be able to still field a legitimate roster? And now here they are, get, having guys that are, you've never heard of, to Judd's point, hitting big shots. You have to hit on draft picks, like Bam out of bio too, obviously, but that works for the Heat. I think it trying to implement Heat culture to the Wolves or starting that is going to take a long time. You have a good figurehead in Anthony well, Wood, Edwards, but I think it would take way too long. Well, get... Well, but they have to do it. Like, there's you can't yes. win a championship without right. some defined culture of some kind. And they've just been all over the place. And the best, highest paid leaders have not been leaders. Like, that's why it'd be great to get Kevin Garnett back in the organization to some extent to well, just yeah. and see that's some. The thing. Of, and Glenn Taylor has overseen some of the most shoddy, ridiculous cultures in 25 years in NBA history. So get him out in 10 months. Get KG back in as a figurehead. You know, there, there's some bricks to be laid here. I guess is what I'm saying. You know, who's standing by Riley last night? Alonzo Mourning, one of the great Heat players. Who's standing by Glenn? Nobody. Timberwolves culture post-KG, sur- surmise quickly, is this. The best way that you can say, okay, it, what's the Wolves culture post-KG's trade to Boston? It is Becky's spaghetti dinners. Pasta and salad. Potato salad. Potato salad. And, yeah, but, but, that's, but that's their culture. I said pasta salad like an idiot. Oh, I bet she makes some pasta. But I do actually. But I prefer pasta over potato salad. That's why. But they invite 
the team down to Mankato for a bonding over a spaghetti dinner. That's their culture. I mean, it is good food. It's good. I don't want to rip on Becky's food. Okay. The spaghetti and the lasagna, whatever she makes. I've heard it's fantastic. Yeah. Not exactly it. I don't think Adonis Haslam would have a lot of fun at that gathering. No, and Jimmy Butler probably threw his plate across the room. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, three more things I think I think here in this pecking order presented by our friends at EcoFun. So you can save $300 off the total price of a new Yamaha Zumo 125 fuel-injected scooter. You want to talk about culture, scooter culture. You can also, uh, side-by-side culture, save $2,000 off the most popular Yamaha RMAX 1000 side-by-sides. Go anywhere and tackle any obstacle in style and comfort this riding season. Get out and uh, have some fun on these toys here, courtesy of EcoFun, EcoFun.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I think if you're going to trade Carl Anthony Towns, if you're thinking about trading Carl Anthony Towns at any point in the next couple years, you should do it this offseason. Canis Hoopus did a great write-up about this over the weekend. So starting in 2024-25, so not this season, but the next season, okay? The NBA has new parameters that make it a lot harder to build your roster if you're, if you're a certain point into the luxury tax. So in a year from now, teams that spend too far into the luxury tax, basically you don't get you don't get the same mid-level exception to build out your roster because there's all these things that are built in. If you're over the cap, you can still have a mid-level exception to go get a player, or you can have this and that, right? Right. So the Wolves, as currently constructed, are on track to be severely handcuffed in a season from now. If they keep Cat, Gobert, Ant, and Jade McDaniels, plus they've got three young guys like Josh Minot, uh, Wendell Moore, and then somebody else. All of those players, and that's only seven players, by the way, would put you $19 million over the salary cap. And I'm reading this from Canis Hoopas. If you add extensions for Nas Reed and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, which they would love, those guys are good rotation players, the Wolves would have to... The Wolves would have just $12 million below the second luxury tax apron, which is, like, the one that screws you. And also, like, are A-Rod and Laurie going to want to come in and pay $40 million in luxury tax for a team that, at this point, is not near contending for a title? So, basically, you have to find a way out of this luxury tax hell at some point in the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. If you trade Cat this summer, you have to match $36 million ballpark in salaries coming back, because that's what he makes right now. Next year, it's fifty million. So you'd have to find like you'd have to take on a worse albatross contract, or take on like 
just filler contracts. It's easier to trade him now for that reason and maybe even just from like a public perception standpoint than if you were to wait 12 months. So if you're thinking about doing it, I think you should think harder about doing it this summer. And Dukes has actually talked about this, and while he doesn't think, I think he has said this, that they should trade him uh, in the coming months, yes, it is a 1,000%. If you're ever going to do it, like if you think, you know what, this ain't going to work out, you do it right now. You do it right now. And plus, you know what? That gets you a reset as well. It gets you a reset. But if you've decided that, you know, if if Cat is not traded uh, this summer, I think Cat is probably here to stay. And they have made a decision. And to go back to our conversation of what should your culture be. I, I mean, for forget a term wolves culture. I'm just saying what's your culture. Um, I think if you keep Cat. You can talk about his talent all day long. I think you're taking a big chance. I think you're taking. How a does big Cat fit chance. into Heat culture? Um. Yeah. You know what? Well, you know what? Can the you problem? imagine him and Udonis and back with well, Jimmy Butler. Oh my god! But but I but I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. Heat culture and building a culture like the Bulls did, and you know, all, all of these teams have guys obviously that they also can build around. But you know, the Seventy Sixers have been trying this for a long time. And Butler went there and basically said the same thing, which is, this ain't going to work here. I think that was a, a Ben Simmons issue, first and foremost. And it's sure. funny because they wound up kind of seeing the light on Ben Simmons, and they they fixed it. And then Ben hasn't been the same guy since. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, Ben's, if, if the Sixers had said, all right, yep, you're right. Just like if the Wolves had said, yep, totally, yep. If he had stuck around or if he or if he's pointing out the flaw and saying, and, and if you do try to fix it, it's going to take you too long or you're not going right. to get enough back. So, yep. Peace out. Okay, the fourth thing I think I think, I think I'm out if they do explore Carl Anthony Towns' trade ideas. I think I'm out on Jalen Brown. He's a really good player in the regular season. Dude, he had eight turnovers yesterday. Okay, Jason Tatum is hobbled because he sprained his ankle on the first play of the game. It's time for you to rise up. You got the whole crowd behind you. You got the more talented roster, and he couldn't figure it out. He's in line to get like a five-year, $300 million contract extension. And I don't know, like, he's a really good player. I don't know. Does he? He's 27 years old, so he doesn't fully align with the Anthony Edwards age curve. How well does he fit with Anthony Edwards? I think I'd feel a lot better about that idea if Jalen Brown was the one that went out guns blazing and they lost anyways, but he really didn't. So I think, I don't know, if they made that trade, I'd, all right, let's see what happens. But we were talking a week ago about cat for Jalen Brown possibilities as one of our, our cat things. I don't know. I'm just uh, not sure if I'm in on Jalen Brown anymore. What's the draft pick capital coming back in, in such a trade? Well, in the, it's the, it's Celtics draft pick. So, uh, yeah, they're not going to be that good. Yeah, no, that's probably a bad trade. Boston. Well, and you wouldn't, place. you wouldn't be getting a lot of draft capital because you'd be trading Carl Anthony Towns for Jalen Brown. So Plus, you know what? I've had enough of Boston. I'm not dealing with Boston anymore. It doesn't work well. <laughs> they pick up guys that go on to Hall of Fame careers. And plus, if I have to hear them bitch and moan now about the Celtics and Bruins, like, you don't know how tough it is. Screw you, people. Look at us. I Who's saying so... that? Because they... Oh, we get Boston. Because they I lost Boston a couple games. Sevens, like... But, but yeah, but you, you don't understand the heartbreak that goes back years before they won. It's like, no. No, that... No. Patriots... Um, Red Sox, multiple World They're Series. Fine. No, you get zero 
I feel nothing for you. I love the memes of Bill Simmons going around right now, too. Bills are just yeah. great. Everyone's clowning it. He just looks distraught. I mean, it stinks. He's still a sports Portnoy. fan, so I get it. But it, it's pretty funny watch, looking at all these memes of Bill Simmons. Portno, Portnoy from his deathbed got super sick on couldn't make it to the game on Sunday and couldn't make it to the game and just t- talked about it. If you don't have your health, sports don't. It's like Portnoy's found God. It's like where did this guy come from? <laughs> Poor Boston sports fan. By the way, De- De- Declan's matter. grinding through an injury today too. Yeah, my sources tell me, and he, I, you don't hear a peep from him. No, I yeah, uh, score culture. You play through injury. Damn Let's right. Go. I'm I'm doing this broadcast with one shoe on right now. I don't have a shoe on. Um, so I we, we were playing a frisbee at at the cabin over the weekend. We were playing the game where you know like if, you can't drop it. So like we have a there's five of us, five of us in a circle, five guys in a circle, and we're all catching the frisbee. Well, one of these frisbees, and I'm I'm barefoot by the way. Keep in mind I'm barefoot in the sand playing with this frisbee in the circle. And my future brother-in-law, you know, throws one pretty high. Or to the point where I have to, you know, run back and try to grab this. And I'm catching this Frisbee. So I dive. I catch the Frisbee. I sell out. Make a great catch. In doing so, the neighbor's dock is also in the sand. Oh, no. I cut my foot on the corner of the wood dock and scraped my foot super bad. Like on the... You know, you know your foot, like, on the bone that's before your big toe. So, like, the thing that really, like, if you're wearing shoes or sandals, like, yeah. it's going to rub up against anything. I can't yeah. wear a shoe. Like, it hurts that bad. And that's why I've been, like, neosporing and bandaged uh, the, the, this wound for the last, like, 24 hours now. Do you need stitches? No, no, no. It's not, it's not like, completely open. It's just, like, a, it's, a, it's a little bit of a gash, and it's being healed. But, you know, once you, you put that neosporin or the water on, it stings pretty damn good. So then once that stops, and then you put some pressure on it with your foot or sandal, it hurts like hell. So I'm doing this show with one shoe on today. Wow. That's going to uh, hurt the, for a the, long time, too. The toughness here. I'm hoping it's fine. I want to golf this weekend, you know, like I no, usually feet, do. Well, you're going to have to golf through pain. Feet hurt for a long time. Yeah. So, uh, and then, yeah, what I, a performance. I, I bruised, this bruised is why my Judge hand. stays indoors. This yeah, is why Judge spends thing. Memorial Day weekend yep. inside. Yep. On my couch. Yep. Well, and you know what? I went outside. It, it certainly didn't Seven help. I was I was uh, probably like six to seven tequila sodas in while I was trying to make this grab, too. So there was some self-inflicted <laughs> wounds there that, that really helped me out. Yeah. So, uh, so just credit to Declan for grinding through this. Thank and then you. one more here in the, in the final minute. Last thing I think I think. I think we're going to see chaos in a month from now, the NBA offseason. Because mm-hmm. you've got the Celtics who've hit a glass ceiling, mm-hmm. and they're going to try and make moves. The Sixers just hired Nick Nurse, who might not be a fit for James Harden. Is there a major roster shakeup in oh, Philadelphia? Yeah. He's, he's gone. Yeah, I think you're right. Blazers looking for one last push with Damian Lillard, or maybe going to trade <laughs> Damian Lillard. Knicks looking to leverage young assets. Rockets are also now looking to – there's because they brought in Udoka, right? Mm-hmm. So apparently the Rock, like James Harden might go to the Rockets. There's rumors that they might trade their pick for – an established player. Celtics Celtics might need to, to make a coaching change themselves too. Their coach they for didn't sure exactly did. didn't acquit himself great in that playoffs. No, and he's so Joe Mazzula, like he's thirty four year thirty five years old, so he's yeah, the youngest yeah. coach in the NBA, put in a bad spot. But he acts like Greg Popovich. He's, he gives these yeah. two word answers. At I heard it last night. Complete jerk. It's like, dude, Do are better. you serious, bro? Okay. Do better. Anyways, those are five things. Coach. I think. I think about the Minnesota Timberwolves after watching three rounds of the NBA playoffs. All right. It was good stuff. Score score North culture. Score North culture. You play through foot gashes. Uh 
Uh-huh. You sling takes with injuries. Yes. All right, we'll see you on Purple Daily after Judd gets back from uh, Vikings OTAs.